Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Meg Living Inside Out podcast. This is episode five of our series on friendship, starting the conversation. If you greet only your brothers, what more are you doing than others? Matthew 5, verse 47. The Sermon on the Mount, which that verse is from, makes it very clear that we are to initiate being friendly with people around us, and obviously we are allowed to have wisdom and discernment on who we decide to befriend, but that initiative is clear. We are to reach out and be friendly to others. Since this is the case, where do we start? If we're anxious, if we're introverted, if we're shy, where do we begin finding our comfort zone outside our comfort zone. Well, first I'm going to talk about compliments and questions, and then also one kind of fun statement you can throw out if you're feeling brave. So let's start with compliments. The power of compliments is that they say, I like you. Don't underestimate the power of communicating. I like you. Be sincere in your compliment. Be thoughtful. Look for something that they did that took skill. I love the way that you matched your shoes with your top. I love the way that the that lime green is coordinated throughout your outfit. Notice something about them that you can celebrate. Um, I love the way that you styled your hair. Women spend so much time styling their hair. Um... And I know it brings me joy when people compliment my hair. It makes me feel very special. So be sincere and be thoughtful and communicate, I like you. Because something that us as humans, and I know Vanessa Van Edwards pointed this out somewhere. Uh, It was in her interview with Lewis Howe that I've already linked in this series, but I'll probably try to link again. We are afraid of apathy. If someone hates us, we know to just kind of block them out of our lives. We don't, we don't, we kind of know and acknowledge and accept that and we move on. If someone likes us, we're, we, we are at peace, we accept that, we appreciate it, we move forward with that. If we're not sure if someone likes us, it will keep us up at night. We will spend emotional energy thinking about, why doesn't this person like me? I know I have stayed up late at night wondering if someone in particular likes me. When they could say nice things to other people, but they could never seem to be friendly towards me. So do not underestimate the power of compliments, being sincere, being thoughtful, communicating, I like you. And one of the things I like about compliments is that they don't open up, they don't necessarily open up more conversation. So if you are someone who is introverted or you're low on emotional energy, a compliment is a safe way to communicate I like you without committing to a full-blown conversation and a reciprocal question, which is next. Questions communicate I'm curious about you. And curious is in that category of liking, but it takes it a step further. It it says, I want to know you. I want to know how you tick. I want to know your story. And if you're low on emotional energy, 
don't ask a question unless you want to hear the answer. So stick with compliments. If you're low on emotional energy and there is nothing wrong with that, your girl here has had her mental health struggle. There was a time where I unfollowed down to 25 people on Twitter and it was a brutal time. And yeah, I have a YouTube video about my mental health. It's I can link to that somewhere else. Um, I will link to that in the description. But the point is, questions are that next level of commitment saying, I'm interested in a conversation and I'm curious about you. So one category of questions that I particularly like is, where are you from? Or how long have you lived here? Both of those questions ask about the person's journey and also their geography you know, implied in that journey. Um, so where are you from? Well, I'm from upstate New York, but I lived in Pennsylvania for four years, which is my fast way of saying that I lived in two different places for two years each, but that's kind of really long and I don't normally say that. So I just say four years in Pitt, in Pennsylvania. And then I spent nine years in Florida and then I met my husband on the internet and so I came to Alabama. And that's my 30-second answer to that question. It tells you a lot about my journey in a very short time. Um, and I've lived a rather interesting life, which I'm extremely grateful for. How long have you lived here is another fun question. Now, in Alabama, we've got a lot of people who are born here, live here, and die here. And that is a good thing. I've lived in South Florida, and the instability and the transience I saw amongst the people in Florida, oh, I'm running away from my problems in this other city, or I'm here because of whatever reason, you know, and then, you know, I'm just renting, and then I'm going to, maybe in a couple years or six months, I'll pick up and move to a completely different part of the world. That transience is is makes it very difficult for a community to become stable and established. Um, <laughs> ironically, there's very few native Floridians. Most of them are transplants. Um, however, in a place like Alabama, asking how long have you lived here is sometimes a comical question. I asked this of um, some church acquaintances a couple days ago, and his response was, all my life. And... You know, it it wasn't, that was my opening question. And maybe, maybe you would think, you know, if you already have a hunch that someone's lived in Alabama their entire life, why would you even ask that question? Because it's not about that individual answer itself. It's, it's pushing that ball rolling. It's tossing it over the volleyball net saying, hey, I, I am curious about you. I want to know you. And so even if the question is stupid, if it gets the conversation rolling, don't worry about it. Don't beat yourself up. One of my phrases that I lean into is, we're here now. And that phrase is a way that I avoid letting myself go back in the past and obsess over things that I have no control over. I also remember Jesus is enough. And if I did something in wrong motives or I did something that was outright willful, rebellious, and transgressing against my fellow human being, God's goodness is big enough to handle that and big enough to bring redemption in that. Look at the story of Jonah. If you struggle with guilt and falling into that quagmire of social 
interactions, read the story of Jonah, and notice how when Jonah is thrown overboard and the sea is immediately calmed, the sailors reconciled themselves to God. Now, Jonah did not look good, let's be real, but God still glorified himself in that situation. And he still brought those men to himself, you know, and they're financially ruined. They've literally thrown all the cargo overboard trying to save their lives. They're financially ruined, but they've been brought back to God. And that's worth it. And when I think back to the really terrible mistakes that I have made in certain friendships, there are some that really haunt me. And I've recorded a YouTube video about broken friendship. Um, and I'm planning on talking with a friend of mine on her podcast at some point about broken friendship. I have to remember that story in Jonah. God is still glorified even in my mistakes. Back to questions and starting conversation. How about this weather we're having? Now, Unless you are a hardcore homesteading gardener person and, you know, those those people will literally passionately discuss the weather about, oh, well, last year and seven years ago and I think we're going to have a year like this, you know, those people really go deep on the weather. What's the point about talking about the weather for the rest of us? Well, the weather is inherently a shared experience and we are looking for things that bring us together things that we have in common so if the air conditioner is really cold or if there's a light flickering that is really bothering or um or or something is really loud it's like oh my can you believe how loud that is like yeah that's something we're experiencing together so the weather and discussing the environment that you're in is is that first step. It's that little nudge in getting the ball rolling in finding something that you have in common. And again, this is also a really great um, option for somebody who is super anxious or shy um, because you can talk about the weather and you can just kind of end there, but you've acknowledged your shared experience and if that is the only thing you do to contribute to a conversation, let me tell you, I am so proud of you. Now, the next phrase that I want to throw out there, tell me about yourself. This is an imperative statement. It is a command. Now, there's a couple caveats I want to give. But first, what does this statement say? It's an open-ended, I am giving you the floor in this moment, and you can tell me whatever you want about yourself. I want to know you. So powerful. Now, if you are an anxious person, this might be really great because it gives the other person the floor and it lets them share about themselves in a really deep, meaningful way. You know, they don't have to feel pressured to cram their entire story into a 30 second elevator pitch, which honestly gives me so much anxiety. I had someone ask me about myself once and I paused there staring at him trying to think about how to summarize myself 
And then he just moved on and said, you would make a really great greeter at our church. And I'm just like, sir, you have no idea the amount of emotional energy I do not have to be a greeter at this church. Um, but it's, it, it was fine. So tell me about yourself. Gives the other person the floor to really share what they have to say. Now, if the person across from you is kind of anxious, this might not be the right phrase to bring the conversation. Um... But if the other person is very extroverted or very confident, this would be a fantastic phrase of just giving them a floor. Now, I have to warn you, if you give that statement, that phrase out there, tell me about yourself, you very well may be the one receiving it back. And you may need to be prepared for telling them about yourself. And if you are shy and anxious it might be good for you to actually write down some things that you care about that are important to you. Well, I grew up here and um, in school I really enjoyed this and I'm trying to find work in this field or I'm going to school and I, I'm, I'm majoring in XYZ because I think such and such direction might be a rewarding um, career opportunity and I think I can bring value to the world in this way and I really enjoy organizing information in in this detailed way or looking at it from the big picture. You know, these are things about myself that I want to share with you. I really love gardening. I love heirloom tomatoes. I love um, crossbreeding daffodils. Obviously, that's very specific, but um, um, I really, I'm a cat person or I'm a dog person. Um, so have a few things, if you're going to offer that statement, have a few things prepared that you can say if that phrase is given back to you. Another thing um, that is really great in starting a conversation is also tell me more about that. You know, if somebody shares something and you can tell that there's more to the story, just offer that phrase. That, I mean, again, it's an imperative phrase. It is a command. Tell me more about that. But it's also an invitation. Um, if you wanted to turn it into a question, you could say, would you tell me more about that? Question mark. If this podcast has given you something to think about, maybe reminded you of something you need to work through and process, I would encourage you to visit the link in the description, inversestream.com slash podcast slash friendship. There will be a web form there that will connect you with a digital mentor who wants to help and encourage you in your walk with Christ. This is not a professional counselor, simply a Christian who wants to encourage you and walk with you. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Meg. I love my Jesus, and I believe in living inside out. Now it's your turn. Go and live it.